I am going to institute tonight Simon. However, that doesn't mean he's got anything. Because the archdeacon is going to give him everything. He's going to give him the church and all the other things that go with that. So it's the archdeacon who's going to give him the uh, bits and bobs that make the church run. And I'm going to give him the spirituals, as they call them. So that's what it's all about. And as we do that together tonight, you're going to say yes to this whole event and what it's all about and why we're here. Is that clear how it all works? He can't start unless I give him a bit of paper, but more importantly, unless I say to him, you share the responsibility that I have for people here and for the ministry that this church represents. And that's what we're going to do tonight. And you're here to witness it and then pray. Are we all happy about that? Good. So let's pray. We have come together in the presence of God to welcome Simon and his family, to institute him to the ministry he will share, to dedicate ourselves afresh to the service of God in this community and to, call, and to the call which God makes on each one of us. Heavenly Father, we gather in your name in thankfulness and praise for the continuing ministry of your church in this place, for all who have been raised up in times past to serve you here, and for your servant Simon, called by you at this present time, and to this task. Guide and strengthen all your faithful people, that we may give ourselves in love and service to one another and to you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus, you said to your disciples, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, we know the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you appointed us to go out and bear fruit that will last. Lord, have mercy. May the God of love bring you back to himself, forgive you your sins, and assure you of his eternal love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Romans 12, verse 1 to 8. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sombre judgment, in accordance with, your, with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
We have different gifts according to the grace given to us, to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is leading, do it diligently. If it is showing mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Lord, we ask that you'd open your word to our hearts and that we would respond with our lives in obedience. Amen. So, I've thanked lots of people for being here, but I want to say a very special thank to St. Mary's Chesham. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for praying for Simon and for letting him go and for giving him to us. I'm really grateful, and thank you for coming all this way. It's wonderful that you can be here with us. I want to say thank you, too, to Simon's Pathfinder leader, who happens to be here tonight. He sits quite near me, and he's dressed in a similar kind of funny uh, dress. Um, Bishop David was Simon's Pathfinder leader. Can you imagine? I wish we had a picture of that. How much do you think that's worth? To you, Simon. <laughs> and thank you too, especially to church wardens, uh, Judith and Rod, you've done so much. And uh, thank you for being there. And uh, Judith, we've been praying for you, and it's a delight to see you so well. So thank you for coming tonight. And thank you to George. George, where are you? You're still going. George, thank you for the amazing amount of work that you and your colleagues have been doing. And is, is Sue here, or is she still on holiday? Still on holiday. So to Sue and all the other staff, thank you especially to them and for all that that has meant for this place and for the health of this place. And the... Um, Kim has already set his timer to see how long I'm going to speak, so I did spot that, Kim, so um, we're off. Now, this is a well-known set of verses from Romans, so you might wonder which angle I'm going to take. It's the usual angle. Don't be conformed, be transformed. But here's the twist. Do God's will. Do God's will. There's no point not being conforming and being transformed and then not doing what God has transformed you to be. And the point of the Romans passage is that it is intending you to discover what God's will is and then for you to walk in and do it. Um, Anglicans have an interesting way of describing what I'm talking about, which is formation. We are being formed into the likeness of Christ. And they talk about formation as happening when we believe what we pray and the two are the same. We, we talk about it in a funny pair of Latin phrases, lex orandi, lex credendi. So what we pray is what we believe. But if you're going to put it into practice, you've also got to add what the Roman Catholics add, which is lex vivandi, live it out. So don't just pray it and believe it, live it. In fact, start with the living. God will not teach any of us any more than what we have already put into practice. Sermons 
lead to obedience. They don't lead to more sermons. You can't keep on stuffing yourself with more and more sermons unless you're putting into practice what God has asked you to do. Now, you know what I'm really saying, don't you? Don't come to church for more sermons if you're not prepared to do what God's asked you to do already. It's called the Godfather Syndrome. It's not just about evangelicals. It happens to Roman Catholics too. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Godfather Syndrome? Well, you know the Godfather, don't you, in those horrible films and horrible books. The Godfather goes to church an awful lot. A lot. He takes Mass regularly. And what happens? He kills people. I'm afraid going to church, singing songs, saying prayers, doesn't lead to changed lives unless that is how God is forming you. The Godfather syndrome is something that we are all tempted by. And so it is that we need to realize that God forms us in our daily lives. It may come as a bit of a shock to you, but I think God primarily teaches, not in church, but in life. So God wants to teach us through our daily lives what it means to be like Jesus and how to live the life we are called to live. We come to church to munch on the things that we've already been given. We come to cogitate with God's word and under, the, under good preaching, Simon. What God is actually teaching us in our daily lives. So here, there's, here's a few questions about what your daily lives are like. You don't have to put up your hands, but how many of you work in London? Yes, how many of you work just nearby in Winchester? How many of you work in the wider region? Well, we're spread out all over the country. God is teaching you there. How many of you are professionals? How many of you work with your hands? How many of you work at home? How many of you study? How many of you don't have a job? How many of you are about to move into a job? Yes. <laughs> Go on, I'm going to have to watch you. <laughs> we don't pay vicars in the church of England. We give you stipends. <laughs> it's a survival amount. <laughs> don't nod knowingly. God teaches us in our daily lives for a life of obedience in our daily lives. If I ask you to reflect a moment, what has changed you the most? What's really affected you deeply? What's really changed you? I can remember things that have changed me, and they're not, I'm afraid, always about being in church. It's meeting a prisoner who had tried to commit suicide after killing his wife. It's helping to look after the dying for two years in a hospice. It's working towards a degree which I thought I was going to be hopeless at, but I had a fantastic tutor who turned me into a bit of an academic. It's doing all sorts of things where God has fed and taught me how to be like Jesus in my daily life. Friends, that is what we are being formed for. Don't be conformed by the way the world will shape you. Be transformed by the way God is shaping you in the world. And that's what it means to have the nous, to, um, to have the mind of Christ. As it says in our reading, it's to be taught in such a way that we respond with obedience. 
that we respond by discerning the will of God and then doing it. And we do that because we know that the life that we're offered is that likeness of Christ. But we know that that life leads to sacrifice. And that comes in this passage as well. We're all called to be living sacrifices. That's it. Not much else on offer in Christianity. This is what you're called to be. The living sacrifice that's like Jesus. And all that is talked about in terms of grace. God's general grace, God's saving grace, God's sanctifying grace, God's forming grace to make you like him. And grace comes up in this passage as the fundamental basis upon which all this happens. Are you with me? I always like to check this out occasionally in case you're not. So, what's church for? Have you ever wondered that? I have. Just occasionally. But what are Christians for? What are Christians for? I wonder whether we often ask it that way around. And I think as Christians, we're called to be a certain kind of person in the world. That's what Christians are for. And our primary calling isn't to go to church, it is to be God's people in the world. And what Christians are for is to be that pointer towards the kingdom of God. You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, and we will, we ask for God's kingdom to come, don't we? And his will to be done. And the only way that that happens is us by, uh, by us doing it and being it. So Christians are for that. That's what we're for. And the church is to enable us to do that. So as church, we gather together in order to be the sign of that kingdom that we are living for. We're the sign to other people that there is a kingdom of God and that we're living for the kingdom of God. We're also the first fruits of the kingdom. We love each other so much that we even put up with each other's differences. Don't we? We love each other to bits. So everybody wonders, what is it that makes those people tick? It's the kingdom being lived out by them. And we're also the instruments for doing something that's going to make, it make a difference in daily lives. That people will see, that church has done that, they run food banks. That church is offering this, they're serving people who are right on the edge of things. So, I'm going to give you two charges tonight. Am I still right for time, uh, Kim? Okay. Touch and go. Touch and go now. I think I'm on nine minutes, on my watch anyway. So these are the two charges I want to put to you tonight. Christ Church, and this is going to be something you're responsible for doing, Simon. Make disciples, please. Don't make churchgoers. Make disciples. You're well known for running courses that bring people to Christ. Keep going. Please make disciples. I heard a shocking statistic this week that for every one young person who comes to, uh, to Christ, 26 are leaving the church. You know, it's not right. We need to make disciples. We need to be committed to being so clear about the spirituality that empowers our life, that other people want to come to Christ and be the people that we are showing them to be. Make disciples who are going to make a difference in everyday life. Please, run the Alpha courses and then more. That's number one. 
I think you'll know what I'm going to say next, particularly those who know the three strategic, main three strategic uh, priorities of the diocese. But before I say anything about the second one, I also want to thank you for your unique, unique contribution to making people disciples very early on in school. You've led worship in schools where schools sometimes didn't want worship to be led. You have made it possible to, for schools to obey the 1944 Education Act. We're meant to have a daily and regular Christian worship in schools. I want to thank you, Christchurch, for leading the way to show how that's possible, how other people might be able to do it and learn from you. Thank you for making disciples uh, like that. Please go on doing it. Dave, I know you've been at that for years. Thank you very much. So then, secondly, reimagine your church. I know you think you're imaginative. You've only just started. Simon's arrived now, and we do not know what is going to happen, but we know that it's going to be a little bit scary. So that's fun. <laughs> because the shirt is bad enough. For the... <laughs> and as to the bootlaces, <laughs> he wore those to the interview. I mean, it was nearly over from the start. <laughs> I want you to be a resourcing church, please. I really want you to resource other churches. I want you to resource them to bits. I want you to help revitalize churches. I want you to plant churches. I want you to be the sort of church that other people want to be. I really do want you to get going. And I want you to give your money. I'll be honest. Be generous so that other people want to be generous too. If they see you giving your life away, they'll give their lives away. If, you see, if they see you hoarding yours, they'll hoard theirs. Christchurch, just reimagine yourselves. There's church planting opportunities galore coming up in this diocese. We're all going away next week to do some thinking about deployment of clergy. Poor old Philip here has been trying to run the deployment plan process. He's looking quite tired. Um, <laughs> So we're all going to go away and think about that, and then we're going to do some great planning about planting and all kinds of things. Please, just reimagine who you are and share that grace of God. And then here's a really challenging one, and I mean this to be a challenge, but it comes from my heart. Please become agents of social transformation. You have in this parish three examples of the three really important institutions in our society. You've got a university. Universities make the future of young people, but they make the future of, of our society through training leaders. Are you engaging with those who work there, not just those who study there? Are you understanding what Winchester University is trying to do? How is it trying to shape the society? Please engage with them. Please have a social vision for that. Secondly, engage with the, with the hospital. Uh, visiting is, is fantastic, but you know we've got a rebuild possibly, haven't we? Uh, Steve, we might be spending millions upon millions on our, on our local hospital. What's Christchurch going to do about having a social vision for the NHS into the future? And then our prison. We've been in the news, haven't we? And I'm sure you're praying for the deputy governor. And it's great that she's here. And thank you for praying but let's pray the prison into a new phase of life. I know you've been supporting, but can there be another phase? 
The criminal justice system in our country is creaking, if not croaking. Please don't quote that on your Twitter about what the Bishop of Winchester has just said. Um, but we are on the edge, and it's really important that we somehow get involved with that institution. It's vital. So, make disciples, of course. Um, Reimagine yourselves and be agents of social transformation. Just to Simon now, just you and me. Hi. Hi. <laughs> God bless you. It's great that you've come. And we're really, really grateful that you've made the sacrifice and that you've heard God's call to Christchurch. We believe you have. And we're really looking forward to your ministry. And uh, we're, it's great to see your family here as well. You will find this community energetic, enthusiastic, ready for your leadership. They'll love you to bits, but they'll also advise you. They'll give you lots of advice. May I suggest that you get your advice from Richard and from David and from me, as well as them. They'll have some great ideas, but there's some very strong-minded people in this community. I've met a few. They've advised me. I'm very grateful for it. So love them to bits and let them advise you, but get some other advice. We'll be with you. And the reason is... I want you to flourish, and I want this congregation in this parish, in its ministry, in its mission, to also flourish. And look after yourself. Look after your family. Look after the people. And look after the parish. Amen. Alright, firstly, to describe Simon, I'm not going to say funny, because I feel it's too inherently obvious to call Simon hilarious, as he evidently is. I more see the real fundamental of Simon's character, in my eyes at least, is a sense of calm and thoughtfulness in every situation. And then, in that calm and thoughtfulness, a real undying sense of childishness and fun that he really can't escape. Larger than life, um, full of fun, very sensitive, and uh, just generally a lovely man. He was obviously very extrovert, but also uh, very sensitive, and he had a real gift to be able to get alongside anybody and everybody. Awesome. The first time I met him, I thought he was slightly bonkers. No? No, it's great. No, keep going, it's fine. <laughs> slightly bonkers. Um, but he made me feel really at ease and I didn't even realise he was a vicar until about three months after knowing him. I think I'd describe Simon as godly, wise and fun, if I just had to use three words. <laughs> he has been a fabulous and wonderful vicar and friend at St Mary's in Chesham. Um, if I had to describe him, I would say he is God-centred and he always deflects onto other people and cares for other people. God's at the centre and he takes God's love and he shares it out with other people. Anything to add? Um, I think that's a very good description. Um, also just generally as a friend, immensely loving and open and always friendly. Um. Um, I would say he is colourful, he's fun, 
giggles a lot, he's thoughtful, um, he's supportive, and he's fun, I've already said. Describe Simon. Hilarious. He's a real VIP, he's yeah, a very important person, but he was just such a man with a vision. He knew how to really build the church, and in his 11 and a half years, he certainly helped do that. He was a man with a, an inspiration, uh, you know, such a bubbly personality. Uh, he was so convivial, uh, and I think with that, uh, he, he inspired others to get the best out of each other, and so that they could grow in their faith, but help build up the church too. And of course, we all know that he's a man with a personality, and I'm going to really miss that, because uh, in his booming laughter, his sense of humour, uh, that was just fantastic. But I'll miss him as a friend too, because he was a great friend uh, with Naomi and the family, but I hope I can keep in touch with him in the future, that's for sure. I'm going to miss his sense of fun, I'm going to miss his creativity, I'm going to miss his wonderful way of communicating the Bible, I'm going to miss seeing him with the children, and he will just be a, a great presence that I'm going to miss greatly. I'll miss his teaching, and I'll also miss his warmth and friendship. Going to miss about Simon is just him in general. He is, he's just, he's, his presence. He is great fun, he is very kind, and he is always there and always has an answer to any question or any problem. Well, I like talking about myself. Uh, I think it's a really interesting and fascinating subject. And Simon is remarkably good at asking questions about you, remembering what you told him and caring in a way that I'm not and I try occasionally to ask about him and the moment I do it always he always turns it back and asks about me and then I'm off talking about myself again. So he is very other person focused and that's what I'm gonna miss. Anything to add? Meal that's skiing as well. Also he's an incredible cook. Incredible cook? It's true fact. I heard the pies are very good. Pies, scones Anything, anything, anything really. It's all good. <laughs> Get invited. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll miss most about Simon, although I fully intend to keep in touch with him, I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that the man is a vicar and go for a three-point sermon. So firstly, what I'll miss most about Simon in Chesham is free lunches at the Cansdets. Because as as a result of being perhaps sometimes a rude personality and also very close with the whole family. The amount of times I welcomed myself to uh, Sunday lunch, which was always phenomenal at the Cansdale House, uh, was, was really quite, really quite something. So uh, I'll truly miss uh, those, those free lunches. The second thing that I'll miss most about Simon, uh, it originates from him being the, uh, the, the dad of close friends of mine, as well as the vicar of our church. And that is that he is the most hilarious and most perfect example of an embarrassing dad. There is nothing quite like Simon Cansdale in the embarrassing dad category. His embarrassing dad content is absolutely endless and really is something that I will, that I will miss in, in Chesham. Perhaps my favourite example of Simon's embarrassing dad content is when Assie was around year five, six at the end of primary school. Simon would drop her off to then proceed to walk into school with some close friends of hers. 
and Ashley would very much be of the opinion to leave the car quietly and quickly to avoid any interaction between her dad and her friends. But, uh, but against Ashley's will, Simon would then, as Ashley was walking away with her friends, stick his head out of the car door window. And I'm sorry, Simon, I will never do this justice, but give a big, as his daughter walked away with her friends into school very, very swiftly from what I've been told. Finally, I feel as, as people learn at dinner time with the Cansdales in conversation with Simon and even in his sermons, is that Simon is the best storyteller that I've ever met. His, his ability to tell stories that when you then tell your friends after are not funny in any capacity, but had you absolutely side-splitting laughing. It's something that is really, really going to be missed in Chesham. I think I need something after that. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop Tim, after prayerful consideration and due consultation, <clears throat> Simon James Lee Cansdale has been nominated to be Vicar of Christ Church Winchester. I now present him to you to be instituted. Kim, I thank you for your presentation and I will gladly admit him. Simon, do you believe so far as you know your own heart that God has called you to serve here? I believe that God has called me. Will you commit yourself to the mission and ministry of the people in this place to further the kingdom of God? With God's help, I will. I think members of the staff team and PCC are going to stand up. Members of the leadership team and staff team, will you welcome Simon to the team? and work creatively and faithfully with him, meeting regularly for prayer, study, and fellowship, and doing all in your power to support each other in fulfilling the ministry of Christ. People of God, will you welcome Simon and support and uphold him in his ministry now and in the years to come? The care of the people of a parish is a solemn trust. I therefore call upon you now to pray to God for Simon, for this parish, and for yourselves.
praise you, God our Father, for the work of the Spirit in your church. Pour down your blessings on your people and give to your servant Simon the gifts of grace he needs faithfully to fulfill the ministry to which he has been called through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I shall now institute Simon James Lee Hansdale, clerk in holy orders, to the cure of souls in this parish. But first, let the archdeacon ensure that the oaths be taken and the declaration of assent be made and subscribed according to law. Simon, I ask you now to make the declaration and to take the oaths which are required by law. The Church of England is part of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, worshipping the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It professes the faith uniquely revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds, which faith the Church is called upon to proclaim afresh in each generation. Led by the Holy Spirit, it has borne witness to Christian truth in its historic formularies, the 39 Articles of Religion, the Book of Common Prayer, and the ordering of bishops, priests, and deacons. In the declaration that you are about to make, will you affirm your loyalty to this inheritance of faith as your inspiration and guidance under God in bringing the grace and truth of Christ to this generation and making him known to those in your care? I, Simon James Lee Cansdale, do so affirm and accordingly declare my belief in the faith which is revealed in the Holy Scriptures and set forth in the Catholic creeds and to which the historic formularies of the Church of England bear witness and in public prayer and administration of the sacraments, I will use only the forms of service which are authorized or allowed by canon. I, Simon James Lee Cansdale, do swear that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, her heirs and successors, according to law, so help me God. I, Simon James Lee Cansdale, do swear by Almighty God that I will pay true and canonical obedience to the Lord Bishop of Winchester and his successors in all things lawful and honest, so help me God. We, Timothy, by divine permission, Lord Bishop of Winchester, to our beloved in Christ, Simon James Lee Cansdale, Clark, greeting. We do hereby institute and admit you as vicar to the benefice of Winchester Christchurch, within our diocese and jurisdiction, to which you have been presented by Simeon's trustees, the patron thereof, and which benefice became vacant on the resignation of the Reverend David Brian Rowe. And we invest you with all the rights and duties of the said benefice, and we commit to you the cure of souls of the parishioners thereof, saving to us and our successors our episcopal rights. In testimony whereof we have hereunto set our hand and caused our episcopal seal to be affixed this 10th day of October in the year of our Lord 2019, in the eighth year of our consecration.
Simon, receive this cure of souls, which is both mine and yours, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Simon, God give you the spirit of holy discipline, of faithfulness, and of love for all his people, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Archdeacon Richard, I authorize you to induct Simon James Lee Cansdale into this church and benefice, and thereby provide him with the means to carry out his ministry here. By the authority of the Bishop, I, Richard Brand, Archdeacon of Winchester, induct you, Simon James Lee Cansdale, into the real and actual possession of the Church of Christchurch, Winchester, with all the rights and responsibilities belonging to it. Simon, receive these keys in token of the responsibility which we share. And may the Lord preserve your going out and your coming in, now and always. Simon, I install you as vicar of this parish. May God the Holy Trinity make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side, and guide you in the ways of truth and peace. Amen. Hello, vicar. Hello. <laughs> People of this parish, I present to you Simon as your new vicar and invite you to greet him and his family in the name of Christ. I commend him to your love and prayers. We welcome you. May the Lord bless you and make you a blessing among us. You can sit in that one if you like. <laughs> Brothers and sisters in Christ, as fellow servants, we share in the task of proclaiming the gospel, celebrating the sacraments, making new Christians, building up each other in the life of faith, and caring for all, especially those in need. Let us commit ourselves afresh to the ministry to which God calls us. During this next hymn, people of this parish will bring to their new vicar symbols of ministry which he will place on the altar, a jug of water for baptism, a Bible to proclaim the message of the gospel, a prayer book to unite God's children in prayer and fellowship, olive oil for forgiveness and healing, and bread and wine 
for Holy Communion. And so we stand to sing, How Great Is Our God. sit down. Ah, you've read the rubric, yes. So all those, could you please uh, stand up if you're a group leader in any kind of leadership role in the parish? There's more of you out there, I know. Any kind of leadership role. If you want the blessing, stand up. No, you. The joy of the hearts that love you and the strength of the wills that serve you grant us so to know you that we may truly love you and so to love you that we may truly serve you whom to serve is perfect freedom in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who has given you the will to understand this ministry together, Give you also grace and strength to perform it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please sit down. May I welcome you on behalf of the Winchester Deanery to this place. We are absolutely delighted that you've come. And we're praying that the Lord will pour his richest blessings on you in your time here. I'd love to introduce you to special people who've come to be here. So first of all, we are very grateful that the Deputy Mayor of Winchester and Deputy Mayoress Councillor Patrick Cunningham and his wife Joy are here to greet you. Simon, I'm delighted to be here this evening to welcome you and your family to Winchester and to this community on behalf of the Mayor of the City of Winchester itself. May I say and wish you a successful and a happy ministry here with your congregation at Christ Church here in Winchester. And our Member for Parliament, Steve Bryan. Simon, Simon, Simon. I, um, I clearly didn't get the shirt memo. Um, <laughs> As, as I left home this evening, my wife said I looked like a combination of a waiter and an undertaker. <laughs> and, and they say behind every great man. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, 
thank you for inviting me to part, being part of such a special personal evening. I, I know it says institution um, here, but the last one of these I went to, um, it was the installation, and the vicar said he sounded like a piece of software. And I always think that these events are more like a marriage because, A, you take vows, um, but there's such happy occasions and there's such personal occasions. And um, you're absolutely beaming this evening, and, and I don't even know you yet. And, uh, and I can tell that. Um, the things that your former colleagues said about you were incredible. So um, about advice, which Tim said, I get a lot of that as well. Um, so <laughs> Bishop Tim was right. People in this community do give lots of advice, but it's good advice. So I have a little bit of advice for you. Um, <laughs> It's advice and it's, a, and it's a request. At a time when Parliament, for sure, and wider society, perhaps, has stopped listening, as our MP, I welcome you warmly to Winchester. And I ask that you pray for all of us to encourage us to listen to hear instead of merely listening to respond. Welcome and thank you. Thank you, Steve, so much. And now, Councillor Kim Gottlieb for Winchester City Council. Uh, Simon, tonight is all about you and this uh, community, so I'll keep it brief. And simply on behalf of Winchester City Council, welcome you to this community and your family, and I wish you every joy and success in all your time here. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. And now, Leigh Cannon from the Cathedral, Mark Byford. Hello, Simon. Fellow embarrassing dad, very nice to see you. But I speak tonight on behalf of the cathedral, just a few hundred yards down the road. I want you to feel the door of that cathedral very open. I want you to feel a really warm welcome. I want you to feel that you will always be prayed for and to know that we want you to have great success. I hope the bond between the cathedral and here and the glue gets stronger and stronger. My love, best wishes to you on behalf of the Dean, the Chapter, and all the Cathedral. Thank you, Mark. And now the Reverend Christine Whitehead, who uh, brings greetings from the hospital. Hello, Simon. As one of the chaplains in uh, Hampshire Hospital's NHS Trust, we welcome you to this parish. Bishop Tim talked of working with the hospitals, and I look forward to seeing how that pans out. Every blessing on your ministry. And I believe Susie, Susie Richardson is here from the from uh, prison. Yes, did you, did you say you saw Susie? David, lovely David. Would you just say greetings in behalf of the prison? Thank you, David. Okay, Simon, um, we're going to have a battle with shirts. I can see this, brother. I was told to dress down, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on behalf of the governor and the deputy governor, uh, the staff, the officers, and those men in our care, you are so welcome uh, to uh, this place. And uh, you'll be very welcome to come to the prison and share worship with us. Uh, please continue to pray for us, and we'll be praying for you. Welcome. And now Sam Jones, who's the Assistant Vice-Chancellor at the University. Sam. 
Simon, it's a real pleasure to welcome you. We're actually one of your nearest neighbors, albeit just on the other side of the railway tracks. Uh, so a really warm welcome from all of us at the university. We share some history, actually. Um, so the university was founded in 1840 by the Church of England. Uh, and that means two things. It means that these two gentlemen here are some of our governors. Um, and so on behalf of the governors and the, the management team there, I really welcome you. It also means that the 8,000 students, 1,000 staff still have a really deep commitment to social justice. And I'm sure that's something that we'll work with you on in the city. So welcome. Thank you. And then Tim Searle, <clears throat> Tim Searle on behalf of Church Together in Winchester. Tim. Simon, it's a great pleasure to welcome you on behalf of Churches Together in Winchester. We're really, really looking forward to working with you and building a relationship with you. And if I could crave your indulgence for one moment, our, week of, week of, um, our service for the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity 2020 is on the 19th of January, and we have secured a guest star preacher, none other than the Reverend Simon Cansdale. <laughs> so... There is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be there to support your vicar on that wonderful occasion. Simon, welcome. And then lastly, I believe there are greetings by video from some other friends. Hello, Simon. This is Bishop... Kranma and Hope Mugisha. We come from Uganda, extreme southwest of Uganda, at the borders with Congo and Rwanda, and we are in partnership with uh, the with uh, the Dinare, but more particularly with Christ Church. Uh, we've been in this partnership and link for over six years. We have been to this church many times and teams from this church have been to our diocese. So we are part of the life of this church and this church is part of the life of the diocese of Mukavula. So since we are part of this church and we have been informed that uh, you were the next coming in vicar, we want to say you are welcome to Christ Church, but you are also welcome in the diocese of Mukavula that we continue working a journey together, a journey of transforming communities and a journey of doing the mission of the church which Christ entrusted with, entrusted with us. So you are welcome, you are welcome. May we walk together the journey and may God bless you in the new task, task you are taking on. God bless you. Um, my name is Reverend Herbert Tiveri, the priest in charge of St. Nicholas Church, Kalewe. Um, I'm very glad uh, to welcome Reverend Simon Kansdale and her wife Naomi, including the three children, to the ministry at Christ Church Winchester. I'm happy to inform Reverend Kansdale that uh, we are in partnership now three years down the road, and this has been a fruitful ministry. We've shared a lot of experience between St. Nicholas Church Kalerwe and uh, Christ Church Winchester. And our partnership is growing stronger every day, every year, and on. We thank the Lord who has been between us, and we appreciate. But what's uh, important is the ministry we are sharing. And we thank the Reverend Colonel Brian McLean 
for that good coordination and also seeing the transition and was a success. We've been praying for this process and finally it has come to pass. So we're so delighted that we are in again partnership with this and we don't serve and we welcome that we are ready to serve with the Reverend Simon and it is really very, very, very brilliant. And also all other people, the Christians, we thank them that to go through the transition, the time they've been staying alone wow. without a vicar, but finally they have a person and I know who is going to continue the ministry from where the Reverend David Roll stopped. And we wish them all the best. We say, may the good, good Lord's hand happen amidst the service of Reverend Simon. And we wish him a blessed ministry when he's at Christ Church. And we call upon God's blessings upon all the Christians. We wish them all the uh, well and whatever they are doing and everything. Until we meet next year, we are optimistic and looking forward to celebrate. Uh, the 13 years of ministry and hope we're going to be with Reverend Simon as a new vicar and this, one, this is going to be his first time to visit us in Uganda. Looking forward to seeing him. May the good Lord bless you all. Would you all please stand up? We are all one in Christ Jesus. We belong to him through faith. Heirs of the promise of the spirit of peace. So the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer a sign of peace to each other. Please sit down. Before we pray, um, Andrew, if you could put up the slides. Uh, I just want to show you a picture uh, that I was given by someone who's here. Uh, no, the one before that, please, Andrew. That's, that's not it. Ah, there you go. Now, this picture was uh, made by a member of St. Mary's Congregation, Chesham, and she's here tonight. Uh, it's Helen White, who is the most uh, incredible artist and here's the original, which will hang on my wall. And I just want to read uh, what Helen wrote on the back as the context uh, for our prayers. Uh, it goes like this. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. For Simon and Naomi, within the arch, which you can see there, which is the, actually the shape of our chancel arch in St. Mary's, you'll recognize the cross as being that which Andrea carved in olive wood for St. Mary's and a friend of ours in Italy uh, who's a carpenter and also a pastor uh, carved this, this cross out of an old stump 
of olive wood. And Helen writes, from the cross springs a vine, which is inspired by the style of painting found in the 12th century Winchester Bible. I pray that this will be a picture of your ministry in Winchester, as indeed it has been of your ministry in Chesham, a fruitful branch rooted in and centered on our Lord Jesus Christ with love and thanks. And if you want to see it afterwards, it is the most incredible thing. It's made of raised gold leaf. And uh, Helen, publicly thank you so much. It's pride of place in the study. So with that as our context, let us pray. Let us pray to God through Christ, who is our light and life. For our fellowship in Christ, for all who live and worship in this parish, for the Diocese of Winchester, for Tim, our bishop, and David and Debbie, his suffragan bishops, that Christ's people may grow in unity and in commitment to the church's mission. Lord of the church, in your mercy, hear us. For the communities in which we live, for our civic leaders in parish and city, and for all who serve through voluntary agencies, that our common life may be renewed in justice and peace. Lord of the world, in your mercy, hear us. For the poor, the lonely, and the bereaved, for any who are in danger, sorrow, or trouble, for the staff and inmates of the prison, for all who are ill and those who care for them, that they may find comfort, strength, and hope. Lord of compassion, in your mercy, hear us. For the young people of this parish, the students and staff of the university, that we may learn from each other and all grow as children of God. Lord of our growth, in your mercy, hear us. Rejoicing in our Christian inheritance and thankful for those who've gone before us in faith, let us pray that we may all be faithful in building up the body of Christ and the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Lord of the ages, in your mercy, hear us. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit, let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Andrew, if we could have that next slide up, please. I just want to share uh, one thing with, with you, which is that uh, on Tuesday evening, the doors of the Itchen Kitchen are going to open for the first time. Uh, the Itchen Kitchen will be at our house every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, and anybody is always welcome to come. Uh, you sign up to it via church suite. 
If you don't know how to do that, come and ask Sophie or Liz or someone at the front here. Uh, but there will be room every week until you stop coming for eight people, no, seven people plus me, uh, to come and eat together as a way of uh, trying to get to know each other, for me to hear your stories and find out what's going on in the church uh, and uh, be able to get to know you a little bit better than I can at the door on a busy Sunday. So uh, Itch in Kitchen, uh, do sign up. And as I said, it will keep going until you get bored of me or my food or my company. Uh, and all, all ages are welcome, so bring the kids. Uh, it's, it really, anybody who would like to come uh, can come. Uh, this coming Sunday, we'll be here at all four services as normal, those who are regulars here at Christchurch, and uh, we will be looking at the third uh, beatitude, uh, blessed are the meek. If you'd like to turn back to our orders of service, you'll see uh, that uh, there will be a final uh, song that we will sing together. And as we sing that song, there will be a collection uh, taken for the Bishop's Ordination Candidates Fund. So let's stand and worship together. Let's pray. God, who has called you, is faithful. The Father, whose glory fills the heavens, cleanse you by his holiness and send you to proclaim his word. Christ, who has ascended to the heights, pour upon you the riches of his grace. The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, equip you and strengthen you in your ministry. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you now and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.
in the peace of Christ. Christ. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.